0: Welcome to a Review Recap episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Timonini. On today's episode, we are here to discuss the latest Broadway revival of Henrik Ibsen's play, A Doll's House. This one officially opened on Thursday night at the Hudson Theater and is currently scheduled to run thanks to a one-week extension that was announced earlier this week through June 10th. It is directed by Jamie Lloyd and features a new, updated, and modernized text by Amy Herzog. The opening night cast features an absolutely who's who of phenomenal talents, led by Academy Award winner Jessica Chastain as Nora, Arian Moyad as Torvald, Okarite Anadawan as Krogstad, Tasha Lawrence as Anne-Marie, Michael Patrick Thornton as Dr. Rank, and Jasmil Darbuze as Christine Lind. If you are unfamiliar how we do recap episodes here, if you are listening to this in Patreon, this is a standalone episode since we've already put out Friday's episode of Today on Broadway. However, if you are listening in the regular feed, welcome to Today on Broadway. We will get to the rest of the show after we hit the reviews. Review aggregator site, Did They Like It?, currently has 13 reviews that it's analyzed. Eight were positive, three were mixed, and two were negative. Let's start with Jesse Green from the New York Times, who made the show a critic's pick. He opens his review by saying, quote, Many plays end with a breathtaking coup. But Jamie Lloyd's incisive Broadway revival of A Doll's House, which opened on Thursday at the Hudson Theatre, also begins with one. After all, it's not every day you find Jessica Chastain rotating on a turntable like an angry bird in a giant cuckoo clock. Yet, there she is for 20 minutes as you take your seat and peel off your coat. Nor is she alone. The five other cast members gradually join her, seated on plain wooden chairs nearby. You can't help seeing them through her steely gaze as she circulates from one to another, her blazing red hair pulled back and arms and legs crossed as if sizing up suspects. He continues, Pay attention to something else as you enter. The year 1879 projected on the back wall of the stage. Without it, you might forget that's when Ibsen wrote the play and never imagine that's when this production, using a script adapted by Amy Herzog, is set. With one big exception, a doll's house is that modern. Green goes on to describe Lloyd's direction as chic and visually minimal, discusses the fact that there are no props in the entire show. The set is basically just those wooden chairs that he discussed at the beginning. He goes on to talk about Nora's conflict in the plot and then says, quote, that we see these options so starkly is because everything else is paired away. Herzog's dialogue, pruning the social floweriness and conversational worlds of Ibsen's naturalism, gets right to the point of every line, leaving the text raw and red as if exfoliated. He does say, quote, Chastain puts this all across beautifully, even though he doesn't spend a whole lot of time discussing the performances. Overall, a pretty positive review for the New York Times. Moving on to Adam Feldman from Time Out New York, who gave the show four to five stars and when discussing Lloyd's specific directorial style, says, quote, when this strategy doesn't work, it can leave you unsatisfied without even the material comforts of an old-fashioned production to enjoy. But in the new Broadway revival of A Doll's House, it slices clean through you. The superb Chastain plays Nora Helmer, the seemingly happy young wife and mother of Henrik Ibsen's proto-feminist 1879 social drama, who must learn to stop knitting the wool that gets pulled over her eyes. And Jamie Lloyd's staging zeroes in on her with relentless focus. Jackson McHenry writing for Vulture though, was negative. Talking about that introductory image you see when you walk into the theater that Green mentioned at the top of his review, McHenry says, quote, if only the rest of the production lived up to or really departed from that first image. Lloyd puts Chastain in that chair, then keeps her there almost all evening. Leah Greenblatt, writing for Entertainment Weekly, was mixed on the show and said, quote, Whether there's still fresh air to be found up there is a question this doll, beyond its strenuously modern dress, mostly punts. The house has been remodeled, but the foundation rests. Piggybacking on what Jackson McHenry said, and you might have thought was some sort of metaphorical flourish, Juan A. Ramirez, writing for Theaterly, said, quote, With its lead confined to a chair for almost all of its near two-hour runtime, this misguided, if compelling, staging is practically post-apocalyptic. Its motion restricted and its urgency mostly cooled to a whisper, the effect is closer to that of an audiobook than the proto-feminist play, which prompted a critic to famously describe its door-slamming ending as one that, quote, reverberated across the roof of the world. Overall, as is often the case with Jamie Lloyd Productions, it sounds like the conceit behind this particular staging either works really well for some people or doesn't work for others. Clearly with a cast like this, the performances are probably unrivaled, but if you can't get past the visually stark and sometimes chilly presentation, this one might not be for you. If you'd like to read more of these and other reviews, we will have not only the Did They Like It, but also the Broadway World Review Roundups in the show notes. All right, that's all I have for you. If you are listening to this in Patreon, have a wonderful rest of your Friday. If you're listening to this in the regular feed, I will now send you over to the rest of Today on Broadway. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, March 10th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamineni.
1: And I'm Arts and Culture writer Ashley Steeps.
0: Ashley. Matt. This was a surprise to me. I learned this today, and I didn't realize it. But according to the venerable paper of record, the New York Times, yeah, Sweeney notable. Todd, Sweeney Todd has not been seen or heard in New York for 43 years. Did you know that? Isn't
1: that crazy? You know, I've taken a lot of drugs in my life. a uh, guess <laughs> enough to hall- <laughs> I guess enough to hallucinate multiple productions that I've seen. So that's yeah, fascinating
0: multiple Broadway revivals, How Prince's original staging done multiple yep. times, two New York Street, Philharmonic concerts, Barrow Street's off-Broadway production. City yeah.
1: Opera. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> That's fine. the Hal Prince staging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. this, of course, refers to a tweet from at NY Times Arts publishing an article from the Times uh, about this Sweeney Todd revival, and it says, and I quote, the musical hasn't been seen or heard in New York for 43 years. Now, That is obviously wrong. That is stupid. And it was up for, (laughs) I mean, not a full day, but it posted on, I guess, Tuesday night. And it was up until early afternoon on Thursday. What happened was, is in the article, it referenced the fact that because of the size of the cast and the orchestra, it had not been seen in that way in New York for 43 years. Ah. Okay. Which you and you and I have talked about that of before. Course. Like we've talked like, about the fact
1: that you simply can't n- shut up about it, in fact. Right.
0: So many times, especially on Broadway, we see this the show pared down for I mean, honestly, for purposes that are just purely financial. So the article itself didn't make that mistake. It was just whoever did the social media, and then everybody on theater Twitter shamed them into finally deleting it. As they should. Um, yeah. But I mean I understand that not you know, the people doing social media can't be experts on everything. But at least have like some sort of yeah basic institutional knowledge,
1: reading skills. Even I don't even need institutional knowledge. Just read the feature, read the article. Yeah, Amazing. absolutely. So, um yeah. one I was other thing. Say, I want to talk it's about... not it's not vehemently anti-trans, so they don't care about it. Uh, so
0: no, that's what I that's what I I posted something on on Twitter. I said like. In the grand scheme of things, this is not nearly the worst thing that has come out of the New York Times in recent memory, uh, (laughs) because most everything coming from the editorial board is garbage, but it's still pretty embarrassing. Um, But Thursday night, we're recording on Thursday. Obviously, Thursday night will mark the latest opening in the Broadway season, A Doll's House starring Jessica Chastain, directed by Jamie Lloyd, opens over at the Hudson Theater, we know that it has already been extended to June 10th. I will do a standalone review recap episode here in the Patreon feed, if you're listening to this before opening actually happens. But if you're listening to this in the regular feed, you've already heard those reviews, so congratulations on that. These will be interesting, Ashley. These will be yeah. Mucho mucho interesante because I've said heard it some things better
1: myself or
0: worse probably you probably couldn't
1: have said yeah. It worse yeah I know <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've heard a lot of things about this show and I'm fascinated to see how it works out with the critics but all right let's get into the news unfortunately we do have to start with some rather sad news uh, and that is the fact that the iconic legendary actor Topple or uh, Chaim Topol, went often by just his last name, who was best known for portraying Tevya and Fiddler on the Roof, both on stages and in screen for multiple decades, like five decades, four or five decades, yeah. um, passed away at the age of 87. Um, last year, his son had revealed that Topol had been suffering with Alzheimer's. The news was actually confirmed by Israel's president, Isaac Herzog, who described Topol as a gifted actor who conquered many stages in Israel and overseas, filled with the cinema screens with his presence, and especially entered deep into our hearts. He not only Truly. won a Golden Globe for Fiddler on the Roof, he was also nominated for an Academy Award for that production. And then he came to Broadway to play the role and earned a Tony nomination. Um, but he did a lot more than just... Uh, Tevye in his career. He was in um, the iconic movie Flash Gordon. He was a villain in uh, the James Bond movie For Your Eyes Only, Um, worked on multiple um, films and TV shows both around the world and in Israel, one of the biggest stars to ever Um, come out of of Israel. He was actually born there before Israel was even uh, created as a country. So many, many people sharing their thoughts and and memories of Topple both on stage and screen on Thursday. Obviously somebody who had a profound impact on uh, many folks around the world. So uh, our thoughts go out to Topple's family and everybody who loved him both personally and professionally. All right, we got a lot of pretty interesting news about shows that will be having... Either world premieres or regional premieres outside of New York City over the coming months. The first one is the one that I'm most interested in, and this is starting up at the Fisher Center at Bard in their Summerscape series. You'll remember this is where Sexy Oklahoma came from originally, uh, where Daniel Fish uh, originally did that Oklahoma. But part of the Summerscape 2023 season will be a new music theater work called Illinois. It'll make its premiere from June 23rd through July 2nd, and it is based on a 2005 concept album of the same name by sufyan stevens um if you're familiar with sufyan you probably you know music better than i do yes but very you know vibey mellow acoustic indie style stuff right right? is that is that a fair representation
1: yeah i think that our premier music critic matt tamenany summed it up best right there
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um you will be hearing my interview with Ellery Ward um, in the yeah, next coming days, exciting. she has often described her uh, her Sondheim albums as combinations of like Sondheim and Sufjan Stevens. Nice. So that's yeah, if you're familiar with fair. Ellery's music, yeah. that's kind of the vibe it is.
1: If you were uh, anywhere near Tumblr in the 2010s, too, you heard a lot of that uh, band. I I cannot say that I, I know that I was, but I'm um, I'm I'm telling you, it's yeah. a fact.
0: Good. Um It is being directed and choreographed by Tony winner Justin Peck, and it features a story by Peck and Pulitzer Prize winner Jackie Siblis Drury, um, which is really nice. just a very eclectic and very interesting creative team. The full length work explores the album, Illinois, portrayals of the American Heartland, featuring new arrangements for a live band and three voices. The music genres will range uh and sound from folk and indie to rock to marching band and Whatever this Ooh, means. hello. Ambient electronic.
1: Yeah. There you naturally. go. Actually, I feel Match. like that's like the lo-fi beat stations. Yeah. That people use, self included, to study sleep, right? Whatever with. Yeah.
0: I love it. I'm more As... interested
1: in marching
0: band. I know, right? <laughs> what?
1: I mean, look, I grew up.
0: I grew up in the mid in the midwest if you consider Ohio in the midwest and yeah, totally, uh, marching right? bands are I think so a lot of people will say well it's not really either mid or west it's more of a, like a great lakes thing which is fine it's it's we consider it midwest it's midwest um but like care. marching bands are a big deal yeah absolutely marching bands are a big deal uh, where I come from. Anybody who oh. knows anything about Ohio State knows yeah. marching bands are very, very big. So I'm a marching anyway.
1: band baby at yes, heart you are. forever as both performer and an assistant director. So got love it. Traumatized but also <laughs> fascinated. Yeah.
0: Um, moving on to another show getting a premiere this is one that's already had its world premiere it had had it at the People's Light Theater in Pennsylvania this will have its Chicago premiere at the Studebaker Theater in Chicago it is the new musical Personality the Lloyd Price musical it will um, tell the story of the iconic songwriter whose life career and unforgettable songs include Stagger Lee Loudy Miss Cloudy and his trademark song Personality it will feature Saint Oy Ben who created the role of Lloyd Price in that world premiere it'll also feature stanley wayne mathis as harold logan price's longtime promoter and collaborator the show will run in chicago beginning on june 2nd ahead of a june 14th opening night Another show that we previously discussed has announced where it will have its world premiere. This is the new bio-musical Sinatra the Musical. It will now have its opening night, or its opening run, at England's Birmingham Rep, not in Alabama, which was a little confusing for me at first. Um, it'll begin performances on September 23rd, and its debut will coincide with the 70th anniversary of Frank Sinatra's 1953 UK tour, which included a stop in Birmingham. As we previously discussed, this will be directed and choreographed by Olivier Winner and 3 time 3 time 3 time Tony Winner Kathleen Marshall <laughs> uh Joe DiPietro is writing the book for this one. Um going to uh, back to Broadway and this is something that I feel you'll feel like this might be something that interests you here Ashley. Okay. But yesterday Chicago announced a very special post show ah, event. Yeah. At the Ambassador Theater, following the February, or I'm sorry, Friday, March seventeenth performance of Chicago, it will be a special event featuring current Chicago star Jinx Monsoon and the icon of Broadway icons Kristen Chenoweth. It'll be immediately after the performance, and um, I don't really know what this is going to be. Are they just talking? It is being called Queen to Queen.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you were like the icon of icons for Broadway, talking to the Queen of Queens of Drag. So there you go. incredibly exciting there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this is gonna be other than camp Entertaining. As yes. hell.
0: A camp and entertainment yeah. uh, very much all here for that. In some other news going from stage to screen, it was announced on Thursday that the recently premiered movie theater camp, uh, will be coming to movie theaters beginning on July 14th. It had its very, very well received premiere at the Sundance Film Festival in January and early February. This is a movie that was written, starring, and produced by Ben Platt, Noah Galvin, Molly Gordon, and Nick Lieberman. They all are in the film along with a host of other people, including Nathan Lee Graham, and Amy Sedaris. It is actually based on a short film that Platt, Galvin, Lieberman, and Gordon made in 2020. Um, It is um, – I'll read the plot description here. When the indomitable and beloved founder of a scrappy theater camp in upstate New York falls into a coma, the eccentric staff must band together with her clueless crypto-bro son to keep the thespian paradise afloat. Um, obviously a lot of stage door manner, um, vibes going on in there and, uh, lots of other things like that, that I feel like people like molly gordon ben platt and noah galvin are very very familiar with so interesting yeah, this has got I really good so. reviews got really good reviews at sundance so oh, good. Uh, oh
1: yeah that's right yeah absolutely so, as soon as you say amy sedaris's name no matter how small the role yes. too i'm just like well that's immediately getting added to the watch list absolutely
0: speaking of which i have not watched the most recent episode mandalorian? of mandalorian yeah. <laughs> yeah, i don't know if she's in this episode or not but
1: i think it, she is, is because she, she was posting on instagram earlier about it uh, i'm assuming Amazing. they were new photos as opposed to previous season photos. Yeah, just randomly throwing Regardless. up photos
0: from season one and two. Yeah.
1: I mean, it could be. It is Amy Sedaris. It is.
0: <laughs> Anything weird and bizarre <laughs> fits Amy Sedaris perfectly. Her. Yeah. Blessed. Um, this one might be triggering for you, Ashley, so I'm going to give you a little bit of warning here. But.
1: <sighs> okay, great.
0: Yesterday. Our former employer, although I don't know if you technically qualified as employee because I don't know if you ever got paid, but Broadway but World. And- I
1: certainly didn't. Well, we <laughs> could talk about that on or off air.
0: Let's do it off air. Um, yeah. Broadway <laughs> World announced um, many of the folks that will be a part of the 20th anniversary concert that will be happening at uh, Sony Hall in May. It'll be happening at May 21st and ticket on May 21st and tickets are now on sale. We've already talked about the fact that Richie Ridge and Cheetah Rivera are going to co-host the event, but here is the first round of folks that will be involved. I'm not going to read all of them because there's a lot, but I will read some of them. Michael Arden, Shoshana Bean, Laura Bonanti, Liz Calloway, Jen Colella, Deborah Cox, Debbie Gibson, Howard McGillan, Donna McKechnie, Orfe, Christopher Sieber, Paolo Zott, Michael Yuri and Jessica Vosk. There will good be. List. Yeah, it's a really good list. So I will be there. That is why I'm coming into town, uh, in May rather than earlier, like I normally do. But, uh, so I'm going to be a part of that. Yeah. I believe that there will be some other folks added, I believe. Um, From what I understand, maybe a few more, but that's a really, really good list. Someone uh, uh, really for everybody, yeah. Someone for everybody, and there's some other younger, up and coming talent that'll be in the mix as well. But it's like no matter what your musical theater, yes, me, I will be performing my rendition of 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 oh what's what's song from Oklahoma. Uh, (laughs) I can hear it. The door, yeah. The door, Um, there we go. Lonely room, (laughs) lonely room, there, yeah. Lonely room. It took me a minute. Uh, I will. I will bust out. I've been waiting. I mean, pins and needles.
1: Busting out all over.
0: I could do that one too. Me and Lilius, or uh, not me and uh, uh, not Lilius. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. It's Friday. It's uh. Let's move. on. Hello.
1: It's Friday. Yeah.
0: Friday is busting out all over. Um. All right. Before we send you into the weekend, I do want to give you a feel good recommendation, and this one is. Bonkers! It is not really theater related, but there are a lot of theater people involved in this, and it is a okay. trailer for the upcoming movie No Hard Feelings. Have you seen this?
1: I haven't seen it, but I know what Matthew Broderick is in it for sure. So yes, Matthew
0: yeah. Broderick is in it. So what this is? This is a new movie starring Jennifer Lawrence in a very comedic performance. Something that we haven't seen her really do in a. I mean, most of her movie career, to be honest with you, although she did start off doing sitcoms on TV. Um, But in the movie, she is basically hired to date the son of a wealthy couple to kind of get him ready for college. The wealthy couple is played by Matthew Broderick and Laura Benanti. Their son. Yeah. Yes because the age difference we never see that in movies no. where the man is much older than the woman. Um anyway, their son is played by Andrew Barth Feldman. So lots Love of that. Broadway folks in this just looks like one of those throwbacks like kind of raunchy comedies from the 90s that we always talk about like oh they don't make these things with like big movie stars anymore. Like Jennifer Lawrence is about as big of a movie star as you're going to get. Truly. Uh and and this is just kind of like a throwback movie that people often complain like they don't make these anymore. Here they, they are. So make I'm them very like excited. They used to. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see how this does. Um, it is being released by Sony it. Pictures. Mm. Yeah. And it is uh, coming out this summer. So keep an eye on that. I, I will be very excited to see. All of this, anything Laura Benanti does, you know, I'm excited I say, about. Get
1: that it, film money, get that Sony money.
0: Absolutely. Well, but it's not just them. Like there's like the other people in this film, Natalie Morales, who not the the like the Today Show journalist, but Natalie Morales, who was right. on a great show called uh The Closer, starring Rob Lowe, that I really liked. Or no, The Grinder. The Grinder. Mm. Um, she's great in that. Uh, Hassan Minhaj is on it as well. Evan Bakarak oh, yeah. from from the uh, from the Bear is in it as well. Cousin, Ooh, yes, uh, he is great. Uh, so this one is being released in movie theaters on June 23rd, just in time for my birthday. So very much looking forward to it. checking that one out this summer. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram. at know this is Ashley.
0: Coming up over the next few days, my interviews with both the aforementioned Ellery Ward and the great Patrick mm-hmm. Page. Make sure that you hear those uh, in whatever feeds yeah. you listen to us in, but especially if you want to hear them early, head over to patreon.com slash BroadwayRadio, BroadwayRadio.com slash Patreon. Have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back to talk to you on Monday.